Thank you for tuning in. We'll get to your program right after this short word from our sponsors. When I first went into business, I found out in a hurry that it was lonely at the top. If you're a CEO or business owner and you're feeling lonely at the top, then I'd like to invite you to join us at our Action Coach membership community. It's a community of like-minded business owners that help each other, build each other up, sometimes push and pull each other. If you'd like to learn more, just reach out to me at billgilliland.actioncoach.com, book a session, and I'll give you all the details. Welcome to this week's episode of Epic Entrepreneurs, powered by Action Coach Growth Partners, where we teach you how to make more money, build better teams, and find the time to do the things you went into business for in the first place. Before we get started, I'd like to talk to you today about community. Everyone wants to be part of something. And when I first went into business, I found out it was lonely at the top. I was young. I didn't really have any friends doing what I was doing. There was no one out there building businesses. It would have been nice to have had a community of like-minded business owners to work with. It's still lonely at the top, but it doesn't have to be. You see, you can join with us. You can join our Action Coach community. We meet every month in person for education, for planning, to find inspiration, for peer-to-peer coaching, to make a commitment, to get results. If that sounds interesting to you or to find out more, just reach out directly to me, Bill Gilliland. I contact infos in the notes. Or you can go to billgilliland.actioncoach.com and book a strategy session with me. And now, on to the show. Hey, I'm Autumn King Austin, and I am a co-owner of To The Brim Refill Store in Asheville, North Carolina. And I'm Heather Hilpavone. I am uh, also a co-owner of To The Brim Refill Store in Asheville. Hey, y'all. Tell us what a refill store is. So a refill store, um, ours specifically, the goal is to cut down on single-use plastics. So we have products in the store. Um, People can come in and they can bring their own container. They could borrow one from us or they can buy one from us and they um, can fill up shampoo, conditioner, all-purpose cleaners, Um, Anything that you can clean your body or your house with, um, you can refill at our store. That's super cool. That's super cool. So how did y'all get into this business in the first place? So I learned about refill stores several years ago and thought that would be uh, a really awesome opportunity in the Asheville area and knew that opening one was not an option for me since I had a full-time job. And then one opened in Asheville and I became um, a big fan and um, customer that showed up probably way too often to check things out. And uh, 13 months after that store opened, it had to close and it went for sale. And long story short, um, I drug Heather into it, and uh, here we are. (laughs) Yes, you did. (laughs) So, so what have you learned? Maybe, maybe Heather, you go first, and then we'll get Autumn. Oh, that's a that's a big question. We have been on a huge learning curve um, for the past year. Just, you know, how to run a business, because that's not something that we've done every day. We're, you know, we we work for the county um, in human services. So we are used to working with people and people issues, not sore and numbers and, you know, those sorts of things. So 
I think we, I, I can't even put down, you know, condense down what I've learned. It's been a lot. Um, but I also know that I have a whole, whole lot left to learn um, about all of it. But I, I know that we've really kind of dived into, dove into marketing, um, trying to figure out how to reach our, because we have a, a, a specific niche, um, how to cultivate that niche, but also to reach out beyond that, um, to be able to spread that information, the mission, and be able to just talk about, you know, the importance of decreasing those single-use plastics and ways that, easy ways that it can be done in a household. Awesome. How about you, Autumn? What are some of your lessons? I would say um, that I can't do everything and neither can Heather and that we have to lean on other people um, to guide us and and to run parts of the store. Um, it's It's been a big big challenge. Um, a welcome one, but a big one. So learning to lean on other people, does that come naturally for you or is that something you had to like? That's a big fat negative. No, that is not easy for me to do. <laughs> yeah, I think most people that go into business have a little bit of control freak in them. Uh, I mean, that's a strong word, Bill. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, <laughs> but accurate. It's accurate. Okay. I just wanted to make sure I was going down the right path here. Yeah, so I, I think it is hard. I mean, talk a little bit about having full-time jobs and having a business and how you've managed that. <laughs> that's our biggest, I think um, that's one of our biggest challenges really. Um, in addition to our learning curve is trying to figure out how to balance it all because it is a huge uh huge thing to balance tr between trying to keep the store running and all the quality up, to, you know, up to par the way we want it, establishing our systems, um, it man just managing things. And then also our full-time jobs that we're committed to and have been for quite a while. Um, it's just, it's been a huge challenge and I don't even, I, can, I don't even know how I've done it. Um, I've, Autumn was just saying earlier, it's like we've been in survival mode for the past year and now we're kind of getting to a place where we can breathe and start figuring out um, solid systems to be able to move forward. And I think that maybe once those systems are, are good and established, it, it'll get easier. Well, I mean, that's the definition of a system, right? Well, you do, mm -hmm. you do the you do the work first and get it working and then it and it can repeat itself over mm -hmm. and over and over. And, and you can you can you can invest the time now to, to make it easier in the future. So. Um, yeah, so cool. So what would you say is your biggest challenge right now or something that y'all want to want to talk about here on the show? Heather, what you got? Oh, um, what did we talk about just a while ago? <laughs> we, we did talk about the balance being huge. Yeah. Um, I think balance is a struggle. And then for us, because the last year has been a lot of learning, a lot of figuring out just how to make it day to day both mentally and physically um, with the store. I think now this year, the challenge is to, to write down those systems, to figure out what works, what doesn't work and how to make it consistent every day, no matter who's working. Right. And well, you, our, oh, I'm sorry. Well, you guys work for the government. I mean, they have tons of systems. Mm -hmm. So, and what's interesting is um, 
I have been resistant to those systems because I have worked in the government. (laughs) (laughs) Well, maybe, maybe there's a learn, maybe there's a learn, maybe there's a learning there. All right. Well, let's talk a little bit about the balance. So what, what, what's your definition of balance? For me, it is being able to enjoy where I am and be in the moment. So if I'm with my family, I want to be in the moment and enjoy that time. If I'm in a devotional, I want to be in that moment and enjoy that time. If I'm at the store, if I'm planning for the store, I want to be there. I don't want to be in 50 different places because I'm only given a part of what I can give if I'm at all those places at once. Great. I think, so, I think that's perfect. That I echo that. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you guys have families and uh, other outside activities and sports and all kind of stuff going on. What? Um, so what do you do now to deal with that? <clears throat> I'm probably the worst example, um, probably of the two of us. Autumn does an amazing job with being scheduled, um, being intentional. And really, you know, her phone, she may not answer for a while because she's intentional about, you know, when she's in front of her screen. I will be sitting at a baseball game or a basketball game and answering, you know, a store text or a store email or whatever. So I I am very guilty of not being all in in any given situation. I'll be at the store and answering phone calls from my kids or, you know, whatever have you. So I I am all over the place. Autumn have have to give her major props that she is very structured and she's on a great path to her balance. I am like a squirrel. I all over the place. Looking for that shiny object, right? Yeah, all, uh, yeah, all, all over, all over. Well, look, I think we all have a little of that in us. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, I mean, I think there's a few people who, you know, really are so structured that they have it. So, I mean, I think the first thing in balance is defining what that means for you. And so, if you've got it defined, then you can say, "All right, well, what what does that look like? You know, how much." You know, you got to devote a certain amount of time to your, um, you know, your nine to five job. And then you've got to devote a certain amount of time to this. When, you know, when is that on your calendar? You know, what we, 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 in fact, Matt and I were talking about this last week. We, you know, we call it block scheduling. Like when's your block of time to work on marketing? When's your block of time to work on sales? When's your block of time to work on inventory or whatever it is? Systems. When's your time to, to, to write a system? You know, what is the and we, we'll talk about systems in a minute. But uh, to me, that's the key to it. And and putting those in the calendar before they're even there, you know, instead of letting the calendar control you being in control of the calendar. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. It does. Yeah. So, you know, for example, I mean, you you know, your your kids got a baseball game. Well, great. It's baseball on the calendar. Right. So you're and you're not going to you're not going to miss that. The hard thing I find is most people have a hard time keeping appointments with themselves. So if I'm supposed to work on a system, but there's something a lot more fun to do, I might be inclined to go follow that, find, find that shiny object. So the first step is to determine what needs to be done and how much time you can devote to it and then block that time into your calendar to actually work on the business then or work on marketing or work on whatever it is you need to work on in the business. So that would be my, my, my first step was how, where is it on your calendar would be my mm-hmm. first question. Where, where are the, where are the priorities on your calendar? And I would, and by the way, I put the personal stuff on my calendar first. 
before anything else. Mm-hmm. So if there's a, you know, a ball game or a, you know, a covered dish dinner or something I want to go to, it's on there first. Mm-hmm. And and I make you know because that's a priority for me. The family stuff becomes is a priority, so mm-hmm. it's good. All right, well, let's talk a little bit about systems. So you have some systems in place, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So do you have a do you have a do you have a flow chart of how it works in your business? We do not. Like what I mean is like what happens when a customer walks in or you get a phone call all the way through the follow up. No. <laughs> Excuse me. Yeah. So that would be the first step I would do. I would flow chart every, the, the, the customer experience in the business. And that's going to give you because you're going to look at it and you're going to say, all right, well, all right, let's say the customer walks in the door. Well, what should happen? Well, there should be a script and it shouldn't be, you know, may I help you? It should, because they're, you know, what do people say a lot of times? No. <laughs> yeah. They say no thanks or, you know, I mean, so you have to train your people to say the one I like is I'm just giving an example on a script here. The one I like is, um, have you ever been in here before? Mm-hmm. And, or if you recognize them, Hey, you can say, welcome back. But if you've ever been in, if, if they say, yes, we've been in here. Well, great. Well, what are you after today? Right. And if they say, no, I've never been in. Well, let me show you around and show you what it's about and how it works. And, you know, and, and you just give them a tour, you know, a quick tour of the of the place. So the point is, there's a script. That's the that's a system mm-hmm. and that need that needs training. So it, so if you go through the whole process and say, all right, what happens when a customer comes in? You know, how do we get there? You know, how do we get their information? You know, what's the question we ask? Where's the script about uh, getting them on the mailing list? You know, what is the, you know, how, you know, we help them. How do we, you know, how do you ring somebody up? How do you get them, uh, you know, how do you put them on a list for follow-up? How do you, you know, on and on and on. But there's a number of just really kind of small systems, you know, even, even, you know, how to open the store, how to close the store, how to close down the register, how to, you know, there's a system for everything. So, what I would suggest is flow chart the business and then start a list of every single system artifact checklist that you need through the whole business. Mm-hmm. Right. And then once, cause then there'll be stuff like, all right, how do you order? How do you, because once you get it all systemized, someone else can do it. Right. Right. You guys don't have to. Right. I mean, there may be a few things you want to keep control over since we're control freaks. <laughs> right. uh, uh, but, it, you know, that's OK. So mm-hmm. so I think if you if you take if you take those two steps, one, flow chart the business. And then two, uh, make a list of systems. And then the third step is, you know, pick one, you know, whatever's the most pressing one. And then, um, you know, write up, write a policy or system or a checklist or whatever is appropriate for that. So if you if you did one or two of those a week, I mean, in, you know, in six months, you're going to have the business at least documented. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to say you're going to have fully systemized, but you'll have it documented. Right. The other thing that happens, y'all, is you ever get you ever have something just sort of slap you in the face like, a, you know, an employee does something. and You're like, well, why'd they do it that way? <laughs> yes. you know, right. Yes. Right. Well, that's a good time to write a system. 
or a policy. You know, in fact, in the old days, what I used to do is I, I just kept a, a three ring binder around. And anytime something like that would happen, I'd, I'd write a policy for it and stick it in the binder. And at some point, then you have a, you know, a, um, you know, a manual on how to run your business. Mm -hmm. So, you, I mean, you can do it digitally now, but it's still not a bad way to do it. Mm -hmm. the, 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 the three ring binder and the, and the digital, which becomes a system on how do you deal with problems? They would write a policy or a thing. So, I, you know, everything, you know, how to make the coffee, how to, you know, there's, you can, you I've, I've seen systems for that, you know, all the way down to, to that level. And Bill, would you suggest getting um, uh, our in, in, input from our current employees on how, you know, how those, how, I guess get, maybe get a list from them. Like, what does your typical day look like? Look at what that is and then maybe add to it. Or how, how does that need to look just to be able to include them in that process? Absolutely. In fact, they can write a lot of these. Mm -hmm. And then if you want to change them, you know, if they're doing something already and it's working, then I would have them write up what they're doing. It's going to be easier. Like, you know, as we grow, we're going to have to hire people. We're going to want to train other people to do some of this stuff it's a lot easier if we've already got the system in place and they can just read on how to do it or look at a diagram or or have you know have a have a picture or a checklist or there's you know anything that's part of a system mm -hmm. so absolutely i would get their input um on that does that make sense mm -hmm. absolutely yeah in fact in fact i'm I like to take the lazy approach and i like to get people to write their own systems <laughs> and then like, like, you know, I mean, it's the same, you know, if something's working, let them do it. And then right. they're going to, there are, there are going to be things that don't make any sense for them. To, they don't know. Like they may not know how to order stuff yet. Well, okay. Well you do. So you may write that system and then train them on that system. And then, and then as they learn the system and, and they see ways to improve it, they're allowed to do that. Mm -hmm. You know, they're allowed to make the system better once they figure out, but they got to understand the reason for the system. What can you speak to about um, employee buy-in or employee investment in the business, not financial investment, but just, you know, that investment where they want, they want to see it succeed and they, you know, they're giving their contributions. Um, what can you say about that and maybe how to um, garner more of that? Well, I mean, one of the things, you know, there's a one of the keys to building a great team is is 100 percent involvement and inclusion. So I always say it's the owner's job to include the team, but it's their job to be involved. Mm -hmm. And so, first of all, positioning that as a some sort of version of that as a. Um, that's one of your points of culture, so to speak. Mm -hmm. Okay. And then uh, I think that what you were just talking about, getting them involved, having a meeting, asking what they think, having them, giving them a project to do, you know, say, Hey, look, you know, just don't tell them how to do it. Just give them an outcome you want, mm -hmm. you know, Hey, I'd really like this outcome to be this, you know, I think to, for people to be involved, I mean, there's, it's a shocking, I think it's like 39% of 32%. I think of people are actually actively engaged in their job. 
which means that you know 60 some percent is actively you know not engaged in their job mm-hmm. so um yeah but i i think you know involving them asking them questions giving them a project saying hey this is what i want to happen you figure out how to make it happen mm-hmm. and let them come up with a the, the the way to do it you know and and encourage them to take initiative to hey look you know not the, the you know the the negative side of it is if they do something and you don't like it, you got to be, you need to be careful not to cut them off at the knees, mm-hmm. right? You got to say, all right, great job on taking an initiative. Let's look at how we could have done this better, for okay. example, instead of, it's like a kid, right? You don't want to tell them, well, that was the dumbest thing in the world, <laughs> right? Right. You know, I I mean, there's a lot of lessons from parenting that should be applied to business, in my opinion. So, um, you, you, you got wait, you know, great effort. Let's, let's, you know, I know you tried hard. Here's what, you know, here's what we could have done better this time. They, you know, it didn't work out. And that's sometimes life happens that way. Right. Mm -hmm. So, you know, getting upset, getting mad, calling them out, that stuff, that stuff really does not work. Mm -hmm. So, but, um, uh, yeah, anyway, that, that would be my take on it. How, you know, how can you give them, and then they, it, it, you know, I guess I just thought of another one. I was just talking, I was just doing another, you, you, you have to care. Mm-hmm. You have to, if you, if you actually care about them, then, and you're actively training them, actively making them better then you know, and giving them things to do and giving them you know, books to read or videos to look at or things that will make them better, then that's going to come across as, as, you know, and that will get them further and further engaged in the business. So I, uh, and if they leave because you've made them a better person and they got a better offer, that's great. That's mm-hmm. fantastic. You got another fan in the marketplace. It's a little bit inconvenient because you have to replace them, but you know, that's, um, you know, to me, that's that's the trade-off. You want to make people the best they can be, and when you do that, good things happen for the business. Mm-hmm. Wonderful, thank you. You got it. You guys, any other questions or views or advice that you would have for other people in the marketplace? Oh, I, I mean, just be humble and know that you know what know that there are things you don't know, and you have lots to learn and learning's an ongoing process that's that's been a yeah and that you can't do it all those are all my words of wisdom <laughs> yeah yeah i think that's great i mean to to understand i mean it's actually pretty arrogant to think that we know how to do it in fact i have a theory that most people in business don't know what they're doing <laughs> so, so anyway listen thanks for being on the show it's been great it's been a great conversation i know you guys are going to do well with the store and I'm excited to see your success moving forward. Thank you. And thanks for having us. And until next time, all the best. Thank you so much. Thanks for joining us for this week's episode of Epic Entrepreneurs. Here's four things you can do. First, you can listen every week on Biz Radio, Mondays at 1. Second, you can subscribe to the podcast. Hey, you get it. The more subscribers we have, the more cool things we can offer you. 
Three, you can also go out and give us a five-star rating everywhere. And number four, if you'd like a free copy of my book, The Coach Approach, Five Principles to Build an Epic Business, just go to giftfrombill.com. It's your roadmap to building your epic business. That's giftfrombill.com. Until next time, all the best. Thank you for listening. If you liked what you just heard, be sure to subscribe to the podcast and be sure to visit bizradio.us to find hundreds of other engaging conversations, local events, and more.